For some reason, women, far from being repelled by his ugliness, generally considered him attractive. He dressed expensively, a waste of his hard-earned money, as Corrigan often assured him, for he never managed to look well turned out. His clothes always seemed rumpled and not to fit him, as if he were a Yosemite bear that had got into some camper's clothes locker. Corrigan and Bear had seen service together with the OSS during the Korean police action. They had made a lethal team. They had saved each other's lives a dozen times over. On their discharge, Corrigan had naturally returned to the career the Korean conflict had interrupted, and Bear had followed him to New York like a dutiful Newfoundland. When, in spite of the missing eye, Corrigan got his old job back with the department, Bear applied for a private detective's license and opened a modest office in the Times Square area. They often worked together, each from his own angle. They saw each other constantly, and since they were both unattached, there were no wives to complicate their relationship. Each considered the other the toughest man in a fight he had ever known. The standing speculation around Center Street was how a fight between the two of them would come out. It was a speculation not likely to be resolved. In the lobby, they paused near the wide-open entrance to the main ballroom. An overflow crowd listening to a speaker spilled out into the lobby through the doorway. What's going on in there? Bear asked. Must be Art Cow, Corrigan said. He's having a political rally here tonight. Arthur Cow, spelled C-O-U-G-H, a prominent city lawyer, was campaigning hard for the nomination as his party's candidate for the state senate. The incumbent from Cow's Manhattan district, Maurice Bingham, had announced that he was retiring at the end of his term. Since he had held his senate seat for twenty years, the race was for the money, and numerous political hopefuls of both parties were galloping in the primaries. Campaign rallies were as common as cocktail parties. What do you think of this cow, Tim? Bear asked. Corrigan shrugged. He's a bit too far left for my politics, but my guess is he'll win in the primary. The only real threat to his candidacy is Barton Fenner, and I can't see Fenner licking cow. Barton Fenner is too far right for my politics, Bear said innocently. You've been reading Art Cow's speeches and skipping Fenner's, Corrigan retorted. Cow has managed to stick Fenner with the reactionary label. But if you read what Fenner has to say, Chuck, he's really a middle-of-the-roader. You for Fenner? I'm not enthusiastic about either of them. I like Fenner's political philosophy better, but for my dough, he hasn't the qualifications for the job. At least Cow has some practical background. He's been an assistant DA, and a good one. He's served on the city council. He's been a ward committeeman. Besides, he's a lawyer. That's ready-made background for a lawmaker. On the other hand, Bayer argued, a hard-headed businessman like Fenner could help slow down these tax hikes of recent years. Corrigan stared at him with his one eye. Businessman? Have you swallowed that hogwash about Fenner's being a property manager? Isn't he? Barton Fenner has never worked at anything in his life but clipping coupons. Sure, he owns a few apartment buildings, but that property manager label is something he dreamed up to hide from Joe Dope the fact that he's a charter member of the Idle Rich set. Every one of his buildings has a full-time salaried manager.
Bear grinned. You're beginning to sell me on him. Anyone smart enough to hold on to a fortune like his without working must have brains. They had drifted across the lobby, gravitating toward the ballroom. The standees bulged six deep in the lobby, but the speaker was visible above the crowd. He was speaking from an elevated lectern. Behind him on the platform sat two women and two men, apparently sponsors of the movement to put Cow in the state senate. Arthur Cow was a tall, lean, keen-faced man in his forties, with black hair salted at the temples and an advertising air of distinction, a sort of cross between Abe Lincoln and Warren G. Harding. Corrigan had found that when they looked like senators, they had half their battle won, especially in these days of TV coverage. The candidate had apparently finished his speech, for he was conducting a question and